Good morning, everyone, and thank you for waking up with the chase. I'm Troy LeCastro alongside my co-host, David Yarger. What's up, everybody? Day and two. Day two. Here we are. We're just getting started. It's very, very early here. We've got ourselves a special guest to start off the show, the executive vice president of sales and marketing for Upper Deck, Mr. Mike Phillips. Mike, how you doing? I am great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for waking up this. I mean, I'm, did you have to be up this early anyways? Uh, I did. Yeah, okay. I did. I kind of have to set an example for everybody else and be here before them. So uh, it's all good. I want to I like I like getting every second of this while, you know, it only happens once a year. So you got to take it in like exactly. It's like Christmas. And you got to soak it all in, especially this one, you know, back in Atlantic City for the first time since 2016. Absolutely. And I live really close to here, so it's even better for me. I get to sleep in my own bed. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really jealous. <laughs> you got any room in the house? You got any spare rooms, guest rooms? Um, not not here, no. No, no, here. no vacancy. No, no vacancy. So right before we go to get into the interview, we like to do a little something, a little quote of the day to really get us ready for the episode. So why don't you lead us in, David, with the quote of the day, and then we'll get to our interview with Mike. Absolutely. If anyone needs motivation or inspiration today, it's me because I already spilled coffee on my new shirt. So remember, everybody, never settle for second when first is available. And that comes from the great spitting man, Lou Holtz. Do you have a Lou Holtz impression? <laughs> well, I, uh, I did. <laughs> yeah, a lot of spitting, a lot of that. That's what you got to do. Yeah, there would be just saliva on the camera if I actually did a real impersonation. So, Well, we know you are a busy man, so why don't we get right into it? We just kind of want to shoot the breeze with you. First, I want to know is, did you yourself grow up a card collector? I did, very much. Um, In the uh, mid to late 70s, I guess that's kind of dating me, but uh, in the mid to late 70s, my mom used to come home from work uh, every day. Uh, with a pack of cards for me, uh, Topps Baseball, and uh, looked forward to it, coming home from school every day. Collected for years that way, and a um, couple years later, I always like to tell the story. Um, my first experience in being a salesperson in this industry was uh, back in the day when kids were on the corner selling lemonade, I was selling baseball cards. So uh, that was my first start in the the, uh, on the selling side of uh, yeah. of sports cards, and I uh, was hooked ever since. Yeah, I mean, you, you had to have the hustle somehow when you were a kid, right? Yeah. If you yeah. weren't selling lemonade and you weren't a newspaper boy, might as well be slinging cards on the corner. Absolutely, and and obviously, all the kids were collecting baseball cards that were my age back then. So it was a uh, it was an early community before community was like a real thing. So yeah. uh, I did that, and then uh, collected, and like most people, stopped when I was in college do other things, and then. Uh, as soon as I was finished college, I got right back in it uh, and started actually even doing card shows uh, right after college and uh, and then eventually opened up a store. So I have uh, I've 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 hit each sort of stop in the early road of the hobby. I'd say so. Yeah, beautiful. And I just want to say LinkedIn is a beautiful website because I did a little research on you and I noticed that you've worked in cards for a very, very long time and you've been a lo- part of the hobby for a while, like you were saying, as a kid. What is your favorite part about not just working in the hobby, but being a part of the hobby? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I, so I'm a lifer. I always say that. Uh, I have my whole working life worked in this industry. And, uh, and I'm 
you know, I've always said, even early on, up until now, I don't want to work in any other industry. I love this industry. I love watching the progression of this industry. And I think to, to your question, I love seeing where this industry goes. Because every time you think it's going to go one way, it just goes another. I mean, I, I can't tell you for years how many people would say to me, you know, oh, yeah, what do you do? I work, I work in the trading card industry, upper deck. Oh, is that a thing? Is that still a thing? And, uh, and I don't hear that anymore. Because now everyone knows that trading cards is a thing. An industry that everyone thought was going to go away and was gone is now the complete opposite of that. It's alive and thriving. So to me, I love watching the progression of this industry over all the years, like you've said, that I've been in it. It's changed so much. Absolutely amazing uh, how it is so mainstream now. I mean, even myself being out of the game for a couple of years, coming back, I'm just I'm just floored yeah. by what we're seeing. I feel like I say that all the time, but I feel like it needs to be reiterated. Now, something I caught on there that you said, I want to know, so what was it like working in this industry during that first card boom? Mm. Yeah, so I worked, when I had my card shop, uh, I, our first year was Shaq's rookie year. So 92, 93, which was crazy. And I remember now, I'm not from Buffalo like you guys, but I'm from, you know, right outside of Philadelphia. So in the winter, we get snow. Not like you, but I remember one day in that winter of 92, 93, we had like epic snowstorm. It was like two and a half feet of snow. It was like one of the biggest snowstorms ever. And that sounds like a Tuesday where we live. Well, we had some guys who were like real big customers and there was a, I forget what the release was, but something was coming out and I had to literally get picked up by somebody in a, in a, in a four by four. We opened the store because someone wanted that new basketball release. That's how crazy it was back then. And, uh, and there weren't as many releases in each sport like there is now. But right. I can only like I can only imagine like what it would have been like that Shaq year if there were like twenty basketball releases that year. There were only a handful, but it was insane. Every time something would come in, we'd have people waiting, waiting at the door for a new release. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. But uh, the when when it when it went south, uh, you know, not too long after that, it was it was pretty stressful. Yeah, it was pretty stressful. Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie, it was uh, it was great, and then the uh, sort of the the, the the downslide was uh, was not pleasant, but thankfully, that's in the past. We learned from it. We're all still here. So, yeah, uh, so absolutely. Yeah, we lived to live to tell the story, if you absolutely, will. Yeah. So I'm curious though, where you know you had that stressful downtime. Where do you feel like you saw it start to kind of pick back up a little bit? And you know, did you think you're like okay, it's it's on the comeback? <clears throat> Probably. Uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, believe it or not, when, um, when uh, you know, the, the mid to late 90s were still a little dicey, but uh, you started getting these superstars, these transcended superstars coming into different sports in the late 90s, starting with, you know, like Peyton Manning, and then you start to get in the early 2000s with Ichiro, Pujols in 01, and then you get to LeBron, and you get to Crosby and Ovechkin, and um, every year it seemed like, when some sports were slow, there was a guy coming in another sport, picking the industry up. Every year it was a different sport and a different athlete doing it. And uh, I think that really gave people confidence that, you know what? All right, down year in this, but in this sport, look what's going on. And it, it really kind of helped us get through some of those leaner years. And I, I've seen growth yet. Yeah, 08 was pretty bad with the recession and everything. 
but sure. it's a resilient industry and uh and it it just came back and came back it stuck around and and, and ultimately helped get us to where we are now and then over your years you've probably seen differences in how cars are promoted back you know now you got social media yeah. can send it out in an instant how have you seen the promotion of cards change over your time yeah so i worked uh before i i've been in upper deck 22 and a half years now uh but before i was there uh i was at fleer skybox from 95 to 2000 and at the time when i started we were owned by marvel and you know marvel is a, a promotion machine uh and it was it was great you know i came into this company and you know you come out with a product and there were all these different promotional vehicles for things it was like Oh, this is how it works. I, I, I this is my first sort of exposure to working at a at a card company, and and it was great. And then, uh, well documented, Marvel went into bankruptcy, uh, and then that kind of slowed down. So we had to come up with new ways to promote. And um, I remember at the time, I I I, I headed up uh, product development in from the uh, from around ninety seven to two thousand at Fleer Skybox. So we had to we had to come up with some real unique ways of promoting. So we used to come to shows, including this show, the National, and we would come. Uh, our designers would come with different examples of things we wanted, we were considering, and they'd get, they'd literally have people fill out forms with a pencil and vote on different designs and vote on different concepts that they like better than others. And we'd take that back and we'd actually use them and build the products around that. So we, we included actual collectors in the development of designs and products. Uh, that was my favorite way. That was real grassroots sort of promotion and, uh, and getting true hobby feedback and, and it really worked those were some of the designs of uh of like flare showcase and, and ex 2000 and and flare ultra we got those designs and we promoted those products by being set up at card shows getting opinion and feedback wow yeah you know i think that's almost something that i want to say goes by the wayside but could we could use a little more grassroots you know a little more input from the people i and actually churning that out you yeah know? yeah i agree the challenge these days is for us and the other card companies is there's so many brands right. and there's so many products oh, that you just don't have time to breathe. You finally get one done and you're already two behind, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, everything's moving so much quicker these days. Uh, but I agree. I, I, I would love to see us get to more of that sort of grassroots feedback from uh, from the industry, especially like you said, with social media. You you know Maybe you don't do it here with a, with a pencil and some, you know, some forms to fill out. You could use social media to do that, but I do think the industry needs a lot more feedback from actual collectors in building these products. Absolutely. Now, getting to present day, getting to this week, we were wondering, what's Upper Deck up to at the National? What are you guys doing? Oh, man. Well, we use, um, we use the National for a lot of things. Obviously, we promote cards. People know we do cards. So we have our, our, pack, our box promotion for exclusive packs. You guys participate in that like you, you, know, you guys do every national. Uh, but we, we use a lot of our space in our booth to promote Upper Deck authenticated memorabilia. And the reason we do that is, as you guys well know, memorabilia is really hard to sell and translate how special and beautiful these pieces are on a computer, on a computer screen. So we have this opportunity, we have this real big booth, and we take up a lot of space with pieces of memorabilia so people can actually come up and see it in 3D and understand the intricacies of the pieces and ask questions and really, really look at it and get to know what we do. So we have all different types of examples of the different uh, different forms of memorabilia that we do. Uh, so we use, we use the National for that. 
And in addition, we have, uh, you may have seen, uh, you know, we're not up to your guys' hit parade level yet, but with blindbacks, <laughs> blind box memorabilia, uh, every national we do something called Monumental. And it's this massive box. And in it is, uh, this year we're doing uh, three pieces of memorabilia. Uh, we do a very limited amount. And uh, we only do it at special shows like the National. Every once in a while we'll do it at the, at the Expo up in Toronto. Yep. And it's very rare, but at the National, we, we, people now know that we're going to have this there. So that's, that's our big sort of promoted item. Very nice. Nice, nice. And now, you yourself, is there anything you'll be keeping an eye on on the floor for National this year? As a as an upper deck person or as a collector? How about both? Yeah, I you know I love uh, I love taking Sunday of this show and just walking the floor and seeing what's out there, um, seeing if there's any unique. Trying to get maybe some product ideas because um, you know even looking at vintage, modern, whatever it is, it really sparks creativity when you come here and you see things that quite honestly you don't see but once a year at the show. So uh, I love doing that um, personally. Uh, I, my name is Mike. It's a common name. So when I come to this show, I like to look for some vintage autographs that are personalized to Mike, uh, a unique item, you know, I like to try to find Smart. unique type things. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's really what I'll do. And, and, and from, from an upper deck standpoint, we love the opportunity to interact with our customers, fans, and, uh, really kind of let them voice their concerns, give them, give us feedback, positive or negative. And, uh, and see a lot of people that, quite honestly, especially now, I haven't seen in a couple of years. It's really been nice to reconnect with all the people uh, that make this hobby so great. So we're headed into the back half of 2022. What can we expect from Upper Deck for the rest of the year? Yeah, so we, uh, you know, unfortunately, like everyone else, we're struggling to get products out. Uh, we're late with a lot of products, uh, and we have a lot of good products still to come for 21-22 hockey season, which is our specialty. Um, but we also have uh, some really exciting products coming from our other licenses. Um, we have some big Marvel products coming out uh, really soon that people are really eagerly anticipating. Uh, Metal Universe Spider-Man being one of them. Oh, wow. Uh, yep. Some some uh, some products around some great Marvel properties, WandaVision and some of the other movies and things like that. Uh, really excited to get out. Uh, AEW, great, great new license for us. You big wrestling I'm fan? excited for that. Yeah, Absolutely. so we have um, we have a high end sort of like an SP game used product coming out uh, very soon, as well as the new 2022 edition of the AEW sort of Upper Deck Space Brand. Awesome, uh, that'll be coming out this fall. So uh, super super excited about that. And we have uh, we have some other licenses that we'll be uh, announcing soon in the entertainment world uh, that are really really cool. And um and uh. I think you're going to take people by surprise. Yeah, so it's exciting stuff coming. Awesome. Yeah, love to hear that. Yeah. Nice. And now you got the Upper Deck logo on your chest. I do. Whenever you hear <laughs> someone say Upper Deck, whenever you see someone looking at your logo, what do you want them to think? I want them to think, uh, you know, and it's, it's, a, uh, it's, the, it's the motto uh, of our company, which is basically when you think Upper Deck, I want people to think of high quality. I want them to think of innovation um, and collectability, uh, really caring about the collector, uh, about our customers, both at the consumer level, at the wholesale level. Uh, we care about not only our company being profitable, you guys being profitable, <clears throat> excuse me, and we care about consumers and collectors um, feeling like they got value when they open up a pack of our cards. 
So I, I wear this with a lot of pride. Uh, you know, uh, our, our late owner, uh, his, his, uh, he always wanted the upper deck logo to be thought of like the Nike swoosh. So when I think of our logo, you know, I'm not saying we're Nike, obviously it's something to aspire to, but when people see the upper deck logo, wherever I am in the world and I, and, and I've been fortunate for upper deck to travel the world, whether it be in Beijing or in Frankfurt, Germany, people know this logo and it's equated with those things I mentioned. And I take a lot of pride in that. And as a steward of the company, uh, it's a lot of responsibility. I don't take it lightly. People think of Upper Deck. I want them to think of quality and and uh, and innovation. Absolutely. I mean, very recognizable. I think I I, I could catch that anywhere. I yeah. see that. Good. Uh, one little last fun two tiered question. I want to ask you just okay. to wrap it up. Uh, what is your personal favorite Upper Deck set? And then what's the one that you always look forward to every year? <clears throat> well, four. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh man, <laughs> a lot um, to choose from. Pretty yeah, happy. yeah. You know, when I, when, we asked the tough questions. Yeah, <laughs> early on in my career at Upper Deck, um, I, I, you know, I, I came over to be in sales, but I also spent a lot of time with the product development group because product development was my background coming from Fleer Skybox. So uh, I, I love being in sales, but I would participate uh, in in all of the uh, the meetings with the with the uh, product development guys. Great, great, great group. And some of that stuff we came out with in the early 2000s was groundbreaking. And I'm just prideful to be a small part of the things like Exquisite Basketball when that first came out. SP Legendary Cuts in 01 um, was just, you know, uh, an, an, an unbelievable product that laid the groundwork for, for so many things. Uh, so, you know, off the top of my head, those two to me are very special. Uh, and I, I mean, I look forward to all of our products. I have to say that, right? Absolutely. But I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like many people, like when cup hockey comes out, it's a special time, right? Right. Uh, that and UD1. UD1 um, annually is the our official start of like the hockey season when yeah. UD1 comes out. You know, puck, it's, that is puck drop. It right is. Now. It's like a month after the actual season starts, but when UD1 comes out, that is a special time for us at Upper Deck. It really is. So, uh, that's that's the one that I probably look forward more than any other every year. Well, Mike, uh, I think that's a great answer. It was diplomatic, but also very truthful and personal. I felt it. That means I'm doing my job. That's <laughs> amen, amen. Uh, You're representing the brand. There it is. Well, thank you so much for having me. My on. pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for sharing. Good luck with the show. All right. All right. Thank you so much. We'll have to have you on again. How about that? I'd love it. All right. Yep. Did you have a good time? I did. All right. Good. Absolutely. Good. All right. Meerkat, can you help show Mr. Phillips out? I want him to have a clean exit, not trip over anything. All right. <laughs> Lovely. Hey. Meerkat, always doing a great job behind the camera. He's just the man, the myth, the legend. What can we say? We got a little round of applause from there. Everybody so, in the chat, give it up for Meerkat. Give it up in the chat. I'm sorry, I haven't even been able to check the chat. How is the chat? It's been it's been all right. Higgy Bear, good morning. He's oh, back home. Higgy. He's back home. There yeah. he is. Yeah, no, Anybody everyone's... Else? uh. Who's out there in, in uh, Twitch land? Yeah. Munoz. Meerkat! Exclamation points. Always happy Beefy to see Brett with the high fives, or the, the round of applause. So They love seeing Meerkat, obviously. Absolutely. So, you and I did a little something on the floor yesterday. We eh? did. What did we do? So, we went around and we got to interview some VIPs that entered the floor early. Yep. Uh, got to give them 
you know, got to get to know uh, a little taste of what they experienced yesterday. And they got a little something out of talking to us. So. Sure did. Why don't we go ahead and play that, Dave? Let's see what the VIPs had to say about their experience so far at the National. Listen, you guys know how showbiz goes, right? You've watched tons of Twitch streams. You've watched tons of YouTube videos. You know, there could be some audio issues sometimes, we'll call it. That's a light term. But I'm sure you liked the way Dave and I looked. Hopefully you were just guessing what we were saying. But good news, we're going to go back and play the video again. So let's see if you could lip read really well and see if you could tell what we were saying. So let's check in with those VIPs again right now.
All right, we were punking you guys. Remember that show with Ashton Kutcher? I don't know if I'm dating myself or not. John thinks I am behind the camera. Anyways, we have our next guest here today, Dr. James Beckett. James, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. So how was the ride in? How'd you, how was it? Get here, okay? Uh, got in fine yesterday, leaving at uh, what's the three thirty in the morning? Three thirty. That's pretty. Uh, you need a lot of Too caffeine. Early for me. I'm retired. So, exactly. I was going to say you want to sleep in. You want to golf. I, I actually do not do caffeine anymore. I gave up caffeine about twenty six years ago. God bless you. Because I just wake up excited about the hobby every day. There you go. What an answer. <laughs> there you go. That's how, if anybody ever asks you about the hobby, it gets you up in the morning, gets you Exactly. Going. So first off, I want to ask you, I want to, I want you to take us back to the start. How did you get your start in sports cards and the collecting industry? Well, my, well, in the industry, uh, you know, it just seemed like in the seventies, there just were not, there were a lot of dealers out there, but they knew each other, but then the people would come and they wouldn't know what cards were worth. And so I was a dealer. I kind of knew what cards were worth. And people would always ask me, hey, why don't you write something down? And so I did some price surveys, then published books and then magazines and website and all that stuff. It just kind of took off, which was a lot of fun, but a lot of work. Yeah. And a lot, and oh, a lot of help, too. That's challenging. It's uh, especially a grind back then before the well, real big boom. Labor of love, but also the problem we thought was there were so many cards back then now it's to the 10th power right right yeah so for the people at home who may not know what was the vision of beckett when it was first started the, the vision initially was to bring order out of chaos there just was a market there that was complicated and uh, People didn't know, and so people wouldn't spend as much money because they didn't know what things were worth. They were worried about getting taken. The dealers would always say, you know, if you publish a price guide, then... Uh, buy sell trade that people would know what things are worth and um, and that's how the hobby can grow like this i think so with having beckett publications with have backing grade it uh in your words in your eyes how have you seen that brand with your name attached grow <laughs> over the years well it's grown with my name attached with me not attached for the last uh, 17 and a half years it's shocking how time flies so I've been retired. I'm trying to go back to being a hobbyist. Uh, but I do a lot of pro bono consulting and just enjoy my life. I just had a really busy life with price guide deadlines all the time and running a company. And it was just time for me to hand off. And the new groups, there have been more than one now. Uh, and each one brings their own perspective to it. And this, this latest thing, uh, they sound like they're really moving toward 
greater, uh, you know, new new things, new expansion, uh, refreshing, and so I, I welcome that. Yeah, and how has that transition been for you? Like you said, busy life in the hobby, and now getting back into being a hobbyist. No one would believe me if I said it's difficult <laughs> to be retired and have a hobby that you love. So, but I just have to think like a hobbyist. Not, I don't want to buy huge collections anymore because I, I, I don't want to have a bunch of employees. So I, I want to just enjoy the hobby as a as a as a serious collector and sell off my duplicates. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So you're a hobbyist. Who are you collecting? Well, Roberto Clemente is my favorite player. Love that I, answer. I, I already Love have that all answer. the Roberto Clemente's. That's the problem. So I don't really, uh, I don't have. I collect local guys now. I, when people come over, I have a wall of fame, and so I'll do um, players that I think people would uh, relate to. So I'll put cards up on the wall that they can, I can tell a story about. I think that's the biggest thing about memorabilia and having a collection is that is that conversation starter. A conversation piece to it well true and uh, and just having said that memorabilia is even better conversation starter than cards but memorabilia takes up so much room that i'm a card guy and the cards tell a story too great stories absolutely especially with the art on the card and, and, and so much further that's gotten that. better and better and better i mean there, there's some great examples in the 50s of great art cards but they've taken it to new levels with all these parallels and inserts that are you know i won't say it's fine art but it's pop art of a high high caliber yeah absolutely now you've been in business since the beginning of the national i kind of want to know can you explain to us a little bit how <laughs> it compared in the early days to what it's grown to what you see now let's see uh it's bigger now uh <laughs> just a little bit complicated. a lot more the original nationals did not have corporate participation especially the card companies. Card companies thought, why do I need to be there? People already know, we're tops. And uh, so they weren't early adopters, but once they came on, they really came on. And now there's breakers, there's these, uh, you know, the David Adams of the world. You guys perhaps were the first one of your type, but then there have been other imitators out there that uh, do huge business as, as quasi more than distributors. So that's those are welcome things because as the money got bigger, there were more opportunities for for people to come in with a business mind, like like David Adam. Yeah. So then I got to ask, how many nationals have you been to? Forty-two. Not bad. <laughs> it Not would be bad. forty-three, except that I didn't go there, but they didn't have it. That's right. right. So there's just a tiny asterisk. bit of an asterisk, but I feel like you're no, still. No, I would have gone. I would have gone. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're the Iron Man. You're like no, Cal there's other, Jr. There, there's of, other, of Nationals. There's other Iron Men. <laughs> I believe it, but I feel like you're in an, an elite group. No, no, no. There's some guys that are at table at every National, and they're right up front there, and they're good guys. So out of the 42 Nationals, the, with the possible... My favorite one is this one right now. Yes. Ah, <laughs> until so, next year. So out of the 42, though, what is your favorite part every year about the National? Well, it's uh, my my role has changed because I'm retired now. So now I get to see old friends, make some new friends, and uh, kind of mess around with cards. Get to touch the cards. You know, I don't. You know, when you're ordering things online or selling things online, you just you know it's just transactions. So you get to talk to the person. It's fun. 
but I don't have a want list anymore. <laughs> I just want stuff. If I see it, it looks interesting. I, I, it's no big deal. Yeah, it's definitely. I love the camaraderie yeah. part of it so much. I have friends that I've known for fifty plus years here. You know, they're just. I, I have sons of friends that weren't born when I knew the dad right. and mom. So, so it's it's cool. And then I have a bunch of uh, former employees that are great guys. Few women too but uh you know so i'll see them here as well it's yeah. great yeah no it's fantastic it's like I mean, a, I, going to the uh, you know a family reunion it really is it's a big yeah it's like a big family cookout barbecue block party yeah yep that's that's until uh, all hours of the night <laughs> exactly exactly so one last thing i want to ask is did you when you when you started and you, and you started growing and growing that did you really think the hobby would really get to the to the heights that it's reached at this point. I, you know, I'd be. I just got to be an honest guy. No, of course I didn't <laughs> think it would get yeah. like this. But I thought we were going in the right direction, and I knew we had a wholesome, really cool, interesting hobby that was that you read about it every day in the sports page. The cards seemed to be kind of gradually going up, and now they've gone up crazy, and then dropped down, and then gone up. So. Uh, but the trend has always been great. I've always been one about not having goals as much as trying to go in the right direction. And we've been going in the right direction. And so much new energy in the category now is amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it keeps us all young, I think. Me too. Me not, too. I agree with the new energy because you see, you see that there's no age bracket. You got kids collecting from like seven yeah. years old. And, you know, you do have some older older people that are collecting as well it's just awesome to see you know the that, diversity that, of that the, perhaps of the hobby. wasn't the case as much 10 or 15 years ago yeah. correct 20 years ago even. Yeah. so but it's there's marketing efforts toward all the all ethnicities all ages sort of all not all socioeconomic groups but but it doesn't take much to get started here if you're sharp and you're a hustler and you've got some knowledge and look around there's people that have been that are experts now and they've been around for less than two years so sometimes having a lot of experience is not helpful if it means you only understand the old ways of doing business so yeah. i'm trying to get you know be a 21st century collector as well <laughs> you heard it here first people dr beckett says uh, motivation hustle determination and education yeah, and yeah, education yeah, yeah, just, don't turn it into a game of uh, luck. It ought to be a game of skill. Not a game of chance, but knowing that I'm buying this. And you can't know if it's going to go up, but you can know if you had a good deal today. Yeah, I very much think that's the thing. People think it's all on luck, but... If you're doing luck, then that's that's not good. That's flipping coins. I don't want to flip coins. I want to... I want to you know, if, if I buy something for one-third off, I'm not that worried about whether it's going up or down. I already made a good deal. Yeah, absolutely. If it has liquidity. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much again thank for joining guys. us. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. My pleasure. Hope you had a good time, and uh, I hope you I'm find some good stuff time. out on the floor. Uh, hopefully I can fit it in my suitcase when I go home. <laughs> there we go. Dr. Jim Beckett, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate, really it. appreciate it. Thank you so much. Look at that. Hit the, hit the mic there. All right, Meerkat. All set? Yep.
All set. Appreciate Thank it, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Where, where's this on? On YouTube? You, yeah, we'll be on YouTube uh, when this is over. We'll yeah. put the replay up on there. Fair enough. I'll have Adam send you the link. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you. You're back. Oh, don't forget that. That's oh, important. That's where all the goods you need, are. That's where all the goods are. <laughs> hey, Meerkat, do you have some time, buddy? You got a few minutes? I, I could come say hi to the fellas. Hey, oh, you hear that voice? He brought us a balloon. Hey, hey. He goes, hey. Oh, look at it. I told him to bring the balloon on. He did it. Everybody, it's round of it. applause in the chat for Meerkat. Huh? How about it? Yeah, how we doing, guys? What's up, buddy? How was your night? It, it was a long night, but we're feeling good. Uh, the giveaways yesterday got a little crazy. I'm sorry for the raspiness of my voice, but you got to deliver for the people. We're delivering right now. We're ready to go. Hey, that's right. If you are on the show floor, Steven's changes to the camera. When I'm not, <laughs> if you're on the show floor and you're watching this or if you're walking around and watching, make sure 4.30 p.m. today we got giveaways. Right, Meerkat? Yeah, so today we're giving away four hobby boxes like Mosaic Fast Break Basketball, 2021 Prism uh, Football, and uh, Bowman First Edition Hobby, and oh, yeah, Jason Tatum autographed jersey. So we got some pretty cool stuff. No purchase necessary. Just stop by, get a raffle ticket, and be here at 4 o'clock, guys. Booth 1420. Buddy, let me tell you right now, we shot up to 34 people watching now that you're on. You're just Hello. a human highlight reel. I love you, chat. I love you guys. Let's go. I, I love you, chat. Look into the camera. Give him a heartfelt message. Hey, you guys listening? I love you. And he means it. I mean it. Ooh, that, that, that was good, Dave. I that don't have the good. soundboard in my ear. I'm very jealous. Can we uh, get a dolphin? I got a little something for you. Could you help us out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a little something. Why don't you let us know? I can read. Let the people who are watching that are on the floor walking around or might be headed here mm. or the people at home let us know what some of the other companies got going on today for some promotions so panini silver packs are back one of the you know the most popular things at the national every single year the stuff that comes out of those packs is exciting you never know what you're going to get some big time things to be pulled and we are your panini redemption center here we have all the products for the silver packs that you need right now um, we have things like the 2022 Select UFC Hobbies, Court Kings Blasters, Chronicles Basketball, a lot of different options to get yourself some of those silver packs. And on top of that, Box Wars are back, guys. The Box Wars are going on for Panini. Lots of big prizes this year, giving out the people, including tickets to their NFT VIP pool party this weekend. Gus list is wild. You, you're going to want your chance to win some of these tickets. Pool party, did you bring your floaties in a suit oh you know what you know i did i'm more of a pool noodle guy but it didn't yes. fit in the suitcase yeah and just remember no speedos this year i only packed three I, there's options you're saying no but i have options and i plan to take advantage of those options but get yourself one of those tickets you just have to follow the box wars every day there is going to be different products that are eligible for that so today thursday here at the National, we have 2021-22 Chronicles Soccer starting at 10.30 a.m., 2022 WWE Prism at 11.45. That's the one you want to be. Clearly Don Russ football and select UFC uh, at 3.45 there. It changes every day. Stop by the David Adams booth. We will let you know what you need to get each day to participate in these programs. But tons of exciting stuff going on, guys. Yeah, and don't forget, Troy and I will likely be walking the floor, so... Come say hello. Probably going to get some more content, talking to people, talking to vendors. So yeah. it'll be a good time. Come and see us. Say hello.
David said he's going to be walking the floor. I'm just going to be sprinting. So yeah. catch me if you can. I'm just going to be full on ripping laps. Troy's going to be like the kid that was late to class in college, just ripping across the university. Why, why you got to call me out like that? Uh, Good old Naruto run? Yeah, I'll, that's how you get more aerodynamic when you get the arms back. That's called aerodynamics. That's, that's what people don't understand. To quote a great American athlete, Lightning McQueen, I am speed. Kachow. And to also quote Lightning McQueen, I would say kachow. Uh, real quick, before we wrap things up, I want to know, what was your experience from your first day at your first national yesterday? First word that comes to mind is obviously overwhelming. The space, incredible. The amount of dealers, uh, everything corporate here absolutely astronomical there are so many great people to be meeting um making connections with people that we have you know given away stuff to on the chase people that we've interacted with on twitter in our chats it's just very cool to meet everybody and make new connections so many great things going on here and so many cool things to look at you know i'm a hobbyist the cards are incredible they're obviously the memorabilia obviously incredible but when you want to expand your horizons within this hobby this is the place to be you have everything from licensed autographed artwork to pennants from you know the late 1800s of different you know teams that i have never even heard of uh <laughs> lots of cool things though going on there's something for everybody here absolutely yeah. um so also too david adams obviously amazing but chase specific I think we got to talk about these. Uh oh. See the new gimmicks? Huh? Do you want me to model it for you? Are you really going to do it? Uh oh. There it I is. I probably look like an absolute nerd with a flat brim like this. I like it. But, I ladies like and it. gentlemen, come by the booth. We got a couple boxes Ooh. of the Chase. Beautiful brim here. Absolutely gorgeous. I feel like I'm on QVC. We got some hats, though, for some giveaways. So, if you're around the booth, Come see David and I. If you get Meerkat, we'll hand out some hats. We'd love to talk to you guys. Yep. But I don't know, boys. I think, is that about it? Yeah, we got a big day ahead. Lots of content. Check out the Instagram story. It is going to be popping all day at DA Card World. Ah, uh, yes. And as John reminded me, as he pointed, a little bit of breaking going on. Two spots. Yes, sir. Steve is going to be on YouTube. David, Steve keeps switching the camera on me when I'm about to go there. We're gonna have Steve streaming on YouTube. Pete will be streaming on Twitch. So stay tuned, be it with us later on Twitch. Pete will be right here at the desk breaking all day long. We are booth 1420. And don't worry, we have QR codes if you wanna buy into some of our breaks. Or of course, go to dacarworld.com, go to the live tab. You can find the spots there that you can purchase. And you can watch the boys break it live for you and obviously interact with them too. And not just watch the breaks. If you were tuned in yesterday, you heard my long-winded explanation of our national giveaways. I'll give you the quick recap here. Go to dacardworld slash live.com. You know what I'm talking about. On the interwebs, www. Right? But World Wide Web. World Wide Interwebs. Exactly. <laughs> Intergoogles. Any break listed, national exclusive, Pete or Steve, doesn't matter. They got over 100 breaks. They were nonstop yesterday. Every single break spot you buy into a sold-out break gets you an entry into our giveaway. We're giving out over $2,000 in break credit, giving 10 pieces of incredible signed athlete memorabilia away, 10 PSA-graded cards, and a lot more, including Any break spots Ooh. for a year. Yeah, right? Anything else? Oh, my God. We... 
And the, the, the boys at some liberty, they're going to be tossing out some great credit and such in the chat. So make sure you're there. Make sure you're active and make sure you are buying into the national exclusive breaks, folks. Lots of good stuff going on. I think we time. left them around the helium a little too long. I agree. All right. <laughs> you know how we usually end the show, right? Yeah. Do, do I, you want to help us do it? Do I crumble this up and throw it? That would make a loud bang. Can you? How about you just flip it at the camera? Right? We got uh, no paper. I got a paper clip. Uh, what do you got? What do we got? What, what, what do we got? Pen you got cap. a pen cap? Okay. Pen cap. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, just remember, it's all about, about the chase. chase. See you guys tomorrow. Top guys out.